husband got really mad at me and he never used to get mad at me. And one day he was like, I quit. I can't work for you anymore. And I was like, he quit the business that you called? He quit. Mm -hmm. He tried to quit anyway. This is Built by You, a podcast by Jobber, where business owners share how they stay focused when entrepreneurship gets real. I'm Nick Keiko, and today I'm talking to the career-pivoting Jen Reynolds, owner of Genergy Air Services, an HVAC company based in Seminole, Florida. A former opera singer, turned HVAC dispatcher, turned fitness trainer, turned AC sales pro, Jen started her business five years ago after building an incredible, and I can't stress this enough, you'll learn why, incredible network of local business partners who helped her set up shop and bring in her first clients. Today, Jen's business is nine people and six trucks strong, with more expansion on the way. And she is on the brink of breaking a million dollars in revenue. She is going to share the many career changes, personal realizations, and marriage-defining events that have shaped her success and failure as an entrepreneur. Today, on Built by You, meet Jen Reynolds. So at the beginning, you weren't planning on getting into the HVAC industry at all. You were passionate about something completely different. Mm-hmm. What was that and what were you going to school for? It was actually children. I loved kids and I was going to school to be a teacher, but I also was an opera singer. So I figured I would combine my love for kids with music and teach kids how to sing and be like a choir teacher. So yeah, I was, I was an opera singing preschool teacher before I became the owner of an air conditioning business. And then you meet a great guy, life throws you a curveball. Mm-hmm. How did that get you into HVAC? I was pregnant and working at a job that I did not like. And my father-in-law, he owns an air conditioning company. And he was motivated by the fact that he was supporting my husband and now his wife and a baby coming and he wanted to grow his business. So he decided he needed a dispatcher to organize him in the office. And so he hired me to start answering his phones and to also input all the customers that he had on a yellow legal tab in boxes and boxes of um, papers to try to go paperless. So I spent a couple of months in a basement typing and inputting for him while answering phones for his company. And it's not just your husband's family that has the history of, of being in the AC business. Is it your family as well? Yes. Yep. My father was a commercial air conditioning uh, contractor. My grandfather in the 60s and 70s owned a a furnace repair and chimney sweeping company in Maryland. Um, My uncle, my dad's brother is an air conditioning guy and my brother is an air conditioning guy as well. So it's definitely, definitely runs in the family, you could say. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Before you before you really kind of went down a different road though i i understand you had a new passion fitness uh Mm -hmm. tell me a bit about that like where that came from where that took you while working for my father-in-law and pregnant and then after the baby came i basically sat for like a year and ate my way through life and gained a whole lot of weight being pregnant and um and having a desk job so i took a break from air conditioning um after the baby was born and decided to be a stay-at-home mom and um, while I was a stay-at-home mom, I said, screw this, I'm going on a diet and I'm going to lose weight. And I lost about 100 pounds. And then when my daughter was old enough to go to preschool, I wanted to go back to work full time. So I got a job at a gym doing membership sales. And even though I had really no experience in gym life, I had experience losing weight and they hired me to sell memberships. And so that's how I got into like a seven year long like fitness career, starting off in sales. 
I'm like an extremist, you know, I won't just work for an air conditioning company. I'm going to start one. I won't just lose a hundred pounds. I'm going to do a bodybuilding show five months after having a child. So you took what sounds like a very sort of innate personal drive to succeed, to do more, to push yourself. And then you kind of pair that up with sales. Like why sales? Well, first of all, I love talking to people and I love people in general. I love people. People are like my drug. When I'm in a room full of people, I get really hyper and my skin gets like really tingly. It's really weird. I also like influencing people and convincing them to do things that I want to do. Maybe because I'm, I'm an older sister and I've always like bossed my little brothers around. You're confident. Mm-hmm. You love people. You're building your career. And then you pivot again. Is that right? <laughs> what, com- what comes next after that? Baby number two. This was the one that I actually did a bodybuilding show after he was born. After my bodybuilding show, I went to go back to work and they had closed my gym and sold it over the weekend. And I had new bosses and a whole new brand that I was working for and I didn't really like them. So my father-in-law had bought into a franchise air conditioning company and they were pushing really hard that they needed females in sales. And so he asked me to come back and sell air conditioners and I didn't know a thing about air conditioners or how to sell them. I know how to sell, I know people, but he told me that they would train me. So he sent me to like week long sales training and I went and just jumped in feet first. How do you start as a, as a brand new salesperson in a new industry? I was depending on them and their marketing for my sales appointments to come in. And I realized quickly that if there were no appointments, I wasn't making any money. And instead of being somebody to sit on my hands and blame the world for why I'm not being successful, I figured out that I need to fill my own pipeline. I'm going to interrupt here and tell you that Jen is about to share a lot of powerful networking knowledge in a way that's going to come off so casual that I want to flag this section for everyone listening. If you have any doubts about the power of networking to help grow your business, Jen will change your mind. But you'll also learn that you get out what you put in. Okay, let's get back. I had a boss at Gold's Gym that told me, always be filling the pipeline. Always be filling the pipeline. So I realized that I didn't have my own pipeline. I had to go out and create it. So I started networking and joining the Chambers of Commerce and kind of getting myself out there as the face of one-hour air conditioning in my community almost like I did for Gold's Gym. And I did this on behalf of the air conditioning company. So I had joined three chambers of commerces. I joined BNI, which BNI was huge in my success. And I looked for women's networking groups because I figured women needed a woman to trust to buy the air conditioning services from and just started getting really involved in networking in my community. I think a lot of small business owners are told, get out there, network, join a chamber, join a, a BNI. But mm-hmm. how did you how did you go from just joining the BNI to making that successful? Because I understand you were actually quite successful specifically within BNI nationally mm-hmm. even, right? I see this happen a lot, especially with contractors that join BNI. They, they come in and they're like, they're like, okay, I, I want referrals. Give me referrals. And, but they don't put the time in, in, into building relationships. BNI taught me how to strategically network to make friends and partnerships with people that um, were after the same target market that I was specifically homeowners and people that are of a certain income that aren't renting and that live in neighborhoods where they have multiple air conditioning systems. So I was really starting to think, who is it that does the business with my potential customers but that doesn't do air conditioning? And so I realized I needed relationships with plumbers, electricians, roofers, general contractors, disaster remediation people, and realtors. 
I started specifically looking for those people. And when I would go to a networking meeting, I would look for contractors or people that knew contractors and make friends with them strategically. And through those relationships, I really grew a network of people, not only that I could get referrals from, but I could give referrals to. So in networking and referral relationships, it's not all about gimme, gimme. When you give referrals to people, they in return give referrals back to you. So I became, I became very good at giving referrals to people and making myself kind of like the go-to person for my community. Everybody knows that Jen knows somebody. If you need anything at all, I know somebody. So that's how it worked for me. And in the beginning, I joined a lot of different groups. And now I'm only really a part of three because you can spread yourself too thin and meet way too many people and be wasting a lot of time. Are you Mm -hmm. thinking at this time, like, I want to put my face on a third business and I want it to be my business. Are you thinking of starting your own thing at this time? No, I had no idea that I was capable of starting my own business. But through networking, I also grew a whole new group of friends that were entrepreneurs. And they started telling me, Jen, you need to start your own air conditioning company. And I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that. No way. It's not for me. And my husband's a licensed contractor, so I could, you know, but yeah, it was just being around people that were of entrepreneurial mindsets that were entrepreneurs that really made me believe that I could do it. And then I just jumped in feet first and didn't look back. And were you nervous about it? How did you know it was going to work out? I was terrified. I was so afraid because I was, I'm going to be poor. You know, I have no money. Like we were broke. Like we had no cash. We had no savings. We had no credit. Um, but I just, because I was in, still in BNI, and I was, I still had built up such a reputation in my community. And they knew, they knew too, even when we worked for one hour air condition, that my husband was the best AC guy. And so that when they would call the company, they'd be like, hey, can you please just send Joel? Because my husband's a very good, honest, kind uh, man that's really good at air conditioning. Like, he's like the AC whisperer. People have called him that before, or a savant. So I knew that the people and the relationships that I had built with people they would, they would come to fruition. Plus, um, it was the end of summer and we were still, it's really hot in Florida until like October, November. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I had faith in my relationships because they were so strong and I have done so much good for other people and referring them business that I knew that they was, if they knew I was in need and starting a company and struggling, that they would jump in and help me. And when it came to, to starting a company, like what did you need? What did it take? How much did you have to invest up front? I have no idea how we did it, actually. I, I had a credit card with like a $10,000 limit. And we got approved. I don't know how we got approved for a truck, for a van. So we bought a, a brand new van. Um, I, I already had my, my logo made because I had friends through the network of people that I have grown. Um, my business attorneys did all my, my paperwork for me for free because I helped them out with a lot of clients. So I really um, tapped into my network of people. And I have one of everything, you name it, attorneys, doctors, printers, website designers, I've got them all. And so I just tapped into all of them and their resources and their knowledge. And because of that, I was able to do it all for very, very cheap. So you've decided you're you're doing this, you're going, where did you you get the name from? Where did Genergy come from? I worked at Gold's Gym. Um, I am a bouncy, bubbly little like ball of energy. I've always been a very hyperactive person. And one of my bosses, uh, Stuart, he was like, you know, you have so much energy. I wish I could just bottle it up and sell it. He's like, I would sell it and I would call it Genergy. And I was like, oh, 
oh my God, that's perfect. And so I kind of created that name and people called me Genergy. And energy savings and air conditioning go hand in hand. And because my target market are people over 55 that I'm pretty sure understand the Rosie the Riveter reference with, with my, my logo. And people that are making the buying choices in the home are women, are the wives. Those are the ones that make the phone calls, that meet the technician, that tell their husband, no, no, I want this one, not that one. So women, a lot of my customers call because they see my logo on a truck and they're like, oh my gosh, I love your logo. So my logo targeted women and people of, of a certain age range that would understand and income. So I turned myself into Rosie the Riveter and uh, put my face on everything. So you've got a fresh new business, fresh new paint job in the van, I'm guessing, with your face out there. What does the day-to-day look like of the, the first year? Yeah, I missed the first year. First year was so easy. It looked like working from home, taking the tablet and my cell phone to the beach in case somebody happened to call and answering my my phone from the beach. I would just would walk into a... a, a big, it was a big um, restoration company. And I'm like, listen, I'm a new air conditioning company. How do I get in front of all your contractors? And they're like, oh, we have meeting every Friday. You want to come next Friday? And I was like, sure. I was basically just out there like making those strategic relationships on behalf of myself instead of my father-in-law's company. In that period, how big was your team? What kind of jobs did you guys end up doing during that, that first year? Gotcha. Um, so my team was my husband and his cousin, and then we had a helper. So there was just three guys. So basically it was, I mean, they were, we were doing, you know, uh, service calls and system change outs. We did a lot more of the dirty work, like, um, cause I had so many mold, mold radiation companies. So, um, I t- tend to shy away from that now because we don't like really playing with molds if we don't have to, cause it's kind of toxic. Life was much simpler then. I had a lot of less paperwork and, um, phone calls and fires to put out back in those days. So the first year was pretty easy for Jen, and we know things end up well for Genergy Air Services, but it's after this first year that entrepreneurship starts to get real for Jen as a person. Success can be just as challenging as failure, and we have lots to learn from both scenarios. Next, Jen dives into the professional and personal tools of running a growing business. You've got a, a new business, the calls are coming in, you've, you've leveraged your network, you've got out in, in the community and got those jobs going. That's that's a success, right? The phone's ringing off the hook? It's a success, yes, but it's also a nightmare because if you have too many phone calls and too much work coming in and your team isn't big enough to handle all of the calls, then you have to turn calls away and pass them on to somebody else. And to me, that's a failure. Like when I have to say no to money and give it to somebody else because I don't have enough people, that, well, I would consider that a failure. But to add more people to your team is another expense and you have to worry if you take on new people, you have to buy another truck, you have to insure it, you have to insure them. And then with our business being seasonal, when it becomes a little cooler outside, do I have to let this person go and I'm still paying for this truck? And so instead of jumping in and buying another truck and making more money, I would just turn my business away and give it to somebody else and cry silently inside. What's a failure you faced in the early days? Like, tell us what happened and, and what you learned from it ultimately. My husband was always like, I don't want to do new construction. And I'm like, what do you know? You know, you're 20 years of experience, whatever. I know everything. I'm the owner now. And one of my mold radiation contractors got a big job. It was a four system change out. It was a building that burnt down 
and they were rebuilding it and wanted us to put the systems in. And so I bid on it and he says, you shouldn't bid on it. I'm like, whatever, I'm bidding on it. We're going to get this job. And it was another like $40,000 job that I was so excited that I won, but it was a pain in the ass. And he was right. And I didn't understand the code for multifamily units. So we kept failing inspections because we didn't have the right fire code or the right fire dampers here or there. And we lost our ass on labor and materials um, on that job because I wasn't prepared. I don't know how to organize a new construction job. And I just jumped in to do it and to, and to get it done, but I didn't do it right. And and how do you how do you bounce back from that as an entrepreneur? Do you you know, did you have any time where you kind of sat in the corner and sulked or did you just pick yourself up and dust yourself off and get back out no there? No time. There's no time for crying in, in the game here, man. It's when I feel like I need money or business, I just get back out and I beat the streets. Just get out and go meet people and just start filling the pipeline again. Because to how to recover from a job like that is just to get more jobs and to sell more systems and to create more installs. And sometimes my guys accuse me of working them to death because if there's jobs to be done, you got to do them, do them, do them, do them. So I would just get out, beat the streets and create more work. And are you doing any new construction today? No. <laughs> no. no, no. And I, in fact, I created a referral partner for, with somebody else that does new construction, but does not like to do uh, residential change outs. So I refer them my new construction and they refer me the residential change outs. So I just found a partnership that I could continue to be, we feed each other now. So what's changed most about your business from that first year when you started to today? Oh man. Um, well, first of all, my husband is no longer doing the work. Um, he is, and a lot of people that listen to this podcast probably relate to this. You start the business doing the business and then you physically cannot do it anymore because your body is like, wait a minute, I'm 45 years old and I can't crawl in attics and I have, he's got carpal tunnel syndrome and he's got all kinds of back issues now. So it looks like, yeah, he's not doing the work anymore and there's a lot more stress and a lot more loose ends that I have to make sure are tied up, paperwork and overhead and just a lot more things to worry about that I wake up at three in the morning and I think, oh wait, did I call that customer back? And what's on our schedule today? And do we have an install for tomorrow? And I'm not quite as relaxed as I was in the beginning and uh, a lot a lot more stressed out, but growing and I'm making more money. So I guess it weighs itself out. Let's talk a bit about finding that spot for your husband and, and kind of what that process was like. Him, he's coming off the tools. A lot of small businesses start as partnerships, right? Mm -hmm. Two yeah. friends, not as many start as, you know, husband and wife. And so mm -hmm. what, what was that like? Like from mm -hmm. the early days through to needing to find that new role for him because of some health issues? So that was really challenging. We had been married 15 years and our marriage was like, man, it was like the marriage that everybody wishes they had. We never fight. We get along. We have so much fun together. We love each other so much. We have two great kids. Um, and then, we start a business together and he puts me in the position of owner and he wants to be like a minority owner and gives me the majority ownership because he's not, we are complete opposites, like complete opposites. Um, I am on the disc profile, like a high D and a high I. So I'm a go-getter obviously, right? And I'm a big time promoter. So I will go out there, talk to strangers, shake hands, kiss babies, make friends. I'm friends with the mayor, everybody. My husband is more of a background, like shy. Like he doesn't even like talking to customers unless like he's, he's trying to fix something and, and help them because he's more of a nurturer. He likes to help people and he's very analytical. So when I got into a position of power and control 
and thinking this is my business, my face, my, my reputation, um, my personality change. And I went from being the happy-go-lucky fun wife to what the hell, why are you still on the job site? You know, why don't you collect? Why do you charge for that? You, you need to add money to that job and like becoming more of a director instead of a wife. And it caused some problems in our marriage. Um, we were, had a lot of resentment towards each other and we went to some therapy and hired some business coaches and really had to understand each other's communication style. Mine is very direct, short, get to the point. I don't have time for the shit, you know, blah, 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 whatever, go over. You're sad. I don't care. I need to get things done. And he's more of a touchy feely, like emotional person that wants to feel like I care and I don't have time to care. I have 10,000 things to do. So I realized that I had to stop and talk to him differently and vice versa. And he had to quit thinking that I was being mean when I was just communicating. So uh, we had to really understand each other's personality styles and stop being angry because we're not the same person. What advice would you give to another couple that's getting into or considering getting into to business together? Oh, man. Get a good therapist because you're going to need one. Um, no. <sighs> no, but, but oh. yes. Yeah, no, seriously, seriously. Because yeah. when I first started the business, I had a, a business coach that specialized in couples. And she's like, you guys are my target market. And I'm like, ah, we're not going to need you. Like, she's like, no, trust me. I'm like, no, 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 we're not going to need you. We're so in love and we got this. And I couldn't find her card two years later when I needed it. Um, what, was definitely, the, like, what was the triggering point to needing it, to thinking, to going and looking for that, that card? My husband got really mad at me. And he never used to get mad at me. And one day he was like, I quit. I can't work for you anymore. He and I was like, quit, he quit the he business quit. that you called? Yeah, he quit. Mm -hmm. He tried to quit anyway. So um, he quit and he's like, that's it. I'm done. He do this anymore. I quit. And I was like, okay, fine. Quit. And I'll find somebody else. I don't need you because you know me, I'm, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to go out and find another guy that's going to license and make him my business partner and show him I don't need him. And I think he started really realizing that I was going to do it without him, whether he was there or not. And he changed his mind. We had a long talk and we came to terms of agreement. And also I had to agree that I would never send him on a service call again because he just did not want to run service anymore. He wanted a different position in the company. And I was having the hardest time embracing that my best technician can no longer be my technician. And that was so hard for me because he's my cheapest technician too. And he's my best guy. So I had to finally come to terms with the fact that my best technician cannot do the jobs anymore and he, I got to find a new role for him. So with a business coach, um, I was able to find a, a new position for him in the company and one that he's happy in now and he wants to work for me still. So that, that was a win-win. What is, what is that advice you'd give to uh, you know, a young or an old couple or a new couple getting into, into starting a business together? Some advice would be, is to have clearly defined roles. A lot of times, you know, you say I'm the boss or, or we're both owners, but who does what and have it written down specifically so we know who's supposed to be doing what and there is no animosity being like built up because somebody isn't doing what they think they're supposed to be doing. Clear communication at, at all regards of relationship, whether in your marriage and if, you, if you're angry, always talk about it and just, and when you talk about it, take out your feelings and take out the make wrong, you know, because a lot of times people want to fight and they want to be right. So their intonation is making the other person wrong because they want to be right. But give up being right. Give up the right to being right and just communicate the problem without any you're right, I'm wrong. 
and you come to a solution much faster that way. What's next for Genergy Air Services? What's the vision you're working towards now? I really, really, really want billboards. I don't know why. I want to see my face on billboards really bad. I don't know if it's an ego thing or a business thing. Next year, I'm going to be president of the Chamber of Commerce. Right now, I'm president of my Rotary Club. And um, so next year, I'll be doing a lot of helping businesses and appearances, kissing babies, ribbon cuttings, and things like that. But for my business, um, I want to add another team to bring in an additional stream of revenue and create some new marketing that would continue making the phone ring and then move into a larger uh, building. And I want to break a million dollars in sales. I'm like, this close. I was this close this year. What's standing in your way? What are the obstacles that you got to get out of your way so you can hit that million, hit that next team, bigger office, mm-hmm. name in lights? So um, given that I am um, a natural promoter, marketer, salesperson, I suck at numbers. I'm, I'm a horrible, like, detail person, which is why I'm working with a business coach. I work with Action Coach of Tampa Bay right now, and they're really helping me to understand my numbers, my, my financials. Because before, I'm like, if the money got low in the bank, I would just get out there and make it put more money in. I never cared about why it was low. So now I'm really working on um, learning how to be a business owner. Because, yeah, I get air conditioning, I get sales and marketing, but I need to be a better business owner. I need to understand my business, the ebbs and flows and, and the numbers and the finances. So I'm, um, I'm halfway there. I'm, I, now I know how much money I need uh, how much money I need to grow? If I'm going to grow, how am I going to pay the next person? Like I'm, I'm understanding how to be a business owner now. So what has to happen is I just have to um, finish my studies and get a good grasp on my finances and know how much money I can spend on marketing and when I can um, hire my next teams. We like to finish with two questions. First, what advice would you give the gen of five years ago on day one of starting Genergy Air Services? Hmm. The advice I would, have, I would give that gen is to get your financial shit together, girl, because I did not understand finances or budgets or, or projection. I just went out and created business and dealt with it as it came in. And I wish I would have started at QuickBooks and understanding how much money I'm making, how much money I'm losing, so that I would I could be more profitable today. What would have changed in the early years if you had got your shit together on your finances? I probably would have increased my prices back in those days. I was the cheap guy to get business, and I didn't understand the value of my husband's expertise and the customer service that we bring that nobody else can. I would have definitely charged more money, and I would have made a lot more money. What advice do you need to give yourself today? I think it's to slow down because <laughs> this COVID-19 break that we've gotten, I haven't had any meetings to go to for a month. And it was like, it, at first I was freaking out because I've just, I'm so used to going to B&I and chamber meetings and rotary meetings, ribbon cuttings. And, and I had to, I get to actually go home and see my kids and stay home instead of coming home and changing clothes and leaving again and coming back at eight o'clock. I get to stay home and make dinner and spend time with them. And um, so this, this coronavirus uh, quarantine has really made me realize that I keep myself very busy and I need to spend more time smelling the roses and literally smelling my children's hair because I love the smell of clean hair on my kids, but really appreciate that I have young kids that I can spend time with. So yeah, slow down for sure.
Thank you, Jen. That's, that's all I've got. Thank you again for, for sharing your story and for being so honest today. Can you sing the jingle <laughs> one more time, Jen? And we'll all be, we'll all mute, Kate, so we can get Jen singing the jingle. Okay. <clears throat> oh, yeah, because I used to be a singer. It's been a long time, though, so, okay. We can cool it, Genergy Air Services. We can cool it, and we'll show you what great service is. Got no air, we sure care, and we'll get your system running again. When you're ready to pick the coolest chick, just call 595-GEN. We can cool it. Genergy Air, the coolest chick in town. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That was Jen Reynolds, entrepreneur, master networker, black belt, and jingleist. If you'd like to hear more from entrepreneurs like Jen, please subscribe to Built by You wherever you listen to podcasts or visit getjobber.com slash podcast. And if you liked today's episode, we'd appreciate if you left us a review letting us know. Thanks for listening. I'm Nick Keiko, and this is Built by You.